that had been like the first time I went since like before college. So it's been like almost 10 years. And I remember like walking around and like looking around at everyone. It's like, are we related? (laughs) (laughs) Are you my family? Ooh, should we um, get started with the episode? I'm so excited for today's episode, actually. I know. I'm really excited for this topic. There's so much to Um, say. (laughs) Yes. What is everyone snacking and drinking? I guess I'll just go first. But I've got a spiked hot chocolate. I'm like trying to get really creative here with the drinks because, you know, (laughs) there's only so many options. Uh, But I have some hot chocolate and then just like the instant kind. And then I added some whiskey and it's honestly so good. And then I also have um, marshmallows on it. I don't want to, I don't think you can see it on the camera, Uh, but there's marshmallows as well. So this is my drink that is also a snack. So that's that's what I have. (laughs) Nice. How about you, Christine? Uh, Yeah. No, Megan, you go. What are you? Oh, me. Mm. I Mm -hmm. just (laughs) toasted this olive focaccia. It's so good. I did not make it. It's from, it's from Seawolf here in Seattle. And then I have Mm -hmm. oil and balsamic. So I'm dipping that. Are those plates ones that you made? Yes, I made this Mm -hmm. one. And like a little dipping bowl too. Yeah, and the dipping bowl. I I can't really see it. So talented. Uh, You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to quit my day job is really what's (laughs) happening here. Be a full-time podcaster. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, truly. Drinking a LaCroix and I am drinking my grapefruit hibiscus booch craft, which nice. is hard kombucha. Christine? All right. Me, I am drinking Mumbeju. Mumbeju? Mumbeju, which is like a Korean distilled spirit. And mm. it, gets, it tastes like, um, you know, Korean pear, like wild pear. <gasps> it's like a 40 proof. it's getting lit (laughs) it's getting lit today yeah it's something from korea which ties in nicely to our topic for the day which we're going to be talking about the motherland and the motherland for us is korea so should we go like straight into Utah? let's do it it. it. we're just we're just so excited we yeah cheers. cheers cheers Or I guess, Jan. (laughs) Jan. I think what we wanted to talk about in Irta is what is, as like Korean Americans, what is like the most interesting and distinct thing you remember about visiting Korea, having had grown up in the United States? There's so many. (laughs) So many things. Why don't we talk about like the first time we went to Korea? Like. Where okay. were you? Like, how old were you? Where did you Megan go? was Where in her mom's go? womb. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 12 years ago. Well, before this one, it was 12 yeah, yeah. years. Oh, yeah. God. But basically, yeah, I was in my mother's womb. At the time... It counts. At the, <laughs> yeah. At the time, I feel like it was just super different and new and weird. And, like, my idea of Korea was, like... Uh, you know, and like just from watching it in like Korean dramas or something like that, like Mm. listening to a few Korean songs at the time. And so it was 
really interesting. I was also like much younger, so I feel like I didn't really process or get to like feel exactly what it was about the motherland that was great. But I do remember just like liking it so much in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you then were like twenty, I was twenty. Yeah, I guess I wasn't that young. Mm-hmm. Was I twenty? It would have been 13. So I was like 19. I was like Mm. 19-ish. I wasn't that young, but I feel like I wasn't – my brain wasn't developed. (laughs) Yeah. Your front lobe, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, My frontal lobe was just not fully developed. (laughs) So I didn't have like the sensibilities to be like, oh, I really like this or I really like that. I think it was just like all super new to me. Um, I definitely have more thoughts because I was just recently there what, like a month ago, I definitely have some more thoughts. But like my very first time, it was just kind of like a blur. Like it was cool. So I was eating all this Korean food and like everyone was Korean and it felt like cool and like had a sense of belonging, but Mm -hmm. maybe nothing, nothing more than that the first time. What about you Mm. guys? My first time, I probably don't remember my first time visiting. I think I was four Actually, that was probably the first time. I think it was like oh, when I, young. yeah, I was like three or four because we used to go like every summer from like when I was four until like eight, maybe. So like maybe four years in a row in my childhood. And then I didn't go mm-hmm. again until I graduated from high school. So I didn't go for like 10 years. So when I was a kid, like my memories are just like spending like a month or two there because it would be during like summer break and then just hanging out with my cousins. And I remember we would watch like different Disney movies on VHS and like whatever our Harmony had and stuff, our grandma. Um, And then we were talking about like watching Hercules and we're like, oh, like Hercules, like Hercules. And like they like our cousins couldn't understand what we were saying and we were like describing it to them. And then they're like, ah, Heracles. <laughs> you know, there's some like language barriers, I guess, that I yeah. recall, but mostly just like it, Korea was like um, where my mom's side of the family was. So that was my time to get to know them mm. as a child. Mm. Mm-hmm. What were like some interesting like observations that you had like visiting? When I was a kid? Well, like in when you were a kid, or like, so has there any been anything that like persisted in terms of observations of like how it's different there? Like mm. even the time you visited too. Yeah, I remember there was another time my brother and my mom and I were taking a walk in my grandma's neighborhood, and then uh-huh. there was this other like elderly woman who was like walking, you know, like opposite, like towards uh-huh. us, and uh-huh. then my brother and I just like instinctively like we're just trained to like bow and like insa or like which is like to greet or like say hello to an elder so like mm-hmm. we walk by and we're like oh 안녕하세요. and then she was like shocked that we like insa to her because I guess <laughs> like culturally today like in Korea like me I don't this is what I hear I'm not there to like witness it like all the time but apparently there is like not as much of that like respect I guess you can say like Mm -hmm. to elders so yeah she was like shocked when my brother and I just like said hello to this random lady (laughs) which could be part like in America that's very common to just like greet strangers and then also we lived with my grandpa when we were growing up or like with my parents and my grandpa um so Mm -hmm. I think we just had very like traditional upbringings Mm -hmm. so that comes to mind what about you Christine Mm -hmm. 
me, I think I, well, I never had Korean or like I never had family living in Korea. So most of my mom and dad's side that I know live in the United States. So there was like really no reason to go and visit Korea. When we visited, it was right after high school. So I think like the most interesting thing is like being like having my parents grow up in Korea and then like immigrate to the United States and then have their child have this like whole American experience and then going back for the first time in high school and feeling like such an outsider, like not belonging. Um, that's like something that I was like very much processing when I went to Korea is that like people would, when I stood in line, they would talk about me and my sister in Korean thinking that like we didn't understand because we don't carry ourselves like we don't dress ourselves the way that Koreans do we have like darker skin we don't speak Korean so that was like a very interesting experience um and I think just generally like not trying to find ways that I relate to Koreans in Korea but then having that gap be so large but trying to find similarities and experiences is like the bridge that I've been trying to build um, ever mm -hmm. since then, but it still is like a kind of like alienating experience, but it's like, I think something that I will be working on towards like from now, from that time to like now is just how can I relate more back to Korea? Cause it is the motherland, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had, a, I kind of had a similar experience too. Like it's cool because they, we all quote unquote look the same. Right. And like we, yeah. We speak, we speak the same language, but because we're from different places, it mm -hmm. does feel a little bit jarring, the contrast when you're there. I remember I was, the first time I was there, I was wearing like a tube top. Oh my gosh. Um, which, <laughs> I mean, I at the time, hear this one. yeah, <laughs> at the time, like you're not, you know, you're not, it's not, um, people aren't in like headscarves or like, you know, it's, it's a, it's not. It's not like that, but I think um, it was a little bit more, the country was like a little more like reserved and like mm -hmm. women were covered up a little bit more. Like you don't really see a lot of mm -hmm. women walking around with tube tops. And yeah. so that was kind of an interesting thing because, you know, you look at the person to your left and right and they're like you, but like, they're just so different. Yeah. So that, that's like Dude, I had a I was I was thinking of a similar thing and it was when I I think it was when I went in high school so it was like my first time back in 10 years um oh. from visiting as a child um and then I at the time it was like the thing was to wear like spaghetti straps and I think I might have even had like two layered but anyway they were like spaghetti strap like camis basically and then I'm wearing like short shorts and then I'm like tan because I was a swimmer so like I remember just like people would look at me really weird when I would dress like that yeah. when in LA like that is a very normal outfit for a teenager to be wearing yeah. so yeah very different expectations when it comes to like your appearance for sure oh, wow. like you guys, the way you dress and all of that yeah what's up when I went to Korea the second time it was like the year after I went for the first time so it was like my freshman year of college and I had a friend in high school who ended up enlisting in the American army, but then he was stationed in Korea. Oh. So he's like of Mexican descent. And so he and I were hanging out and I was also wearing a tube top, but it was like a tube top jumpsuit. And it was like my mom's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I just asked me, hang out with my friend. And then we went or like 
to the areas that he knew, like where his friends hung out in um, the army. We were walking around like at nighttime, like we got some drinks, we got some food. And then this old Korean man like starts like berating me. Like <gasps> he starts like calling me like a dirty, like whatever. He like spits in front of my feet. <gasps> and I think he thought that I was a prostitute. So like, <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god! prostitute, but I was just wearing my mom's like Kathy's jumpsuit and hanging out with my high Kathy. school friends in the army. But it was like I could like I had to like process that. I was like, why is he so upset that I'm like walking around with my friend? That was like one of those like whoa moments of you know can't dress like that. Like if I had looked more like dressed more like a Korean, then that wouldn't have happened. But yeah, I was like. You know, the, the booty shorts, the tank top, the tube tops, like, did not fly back yeah. then. Another thing I'm reminded of is I would get questions from family members, but also even strangers, like, like, shop, keep, like, people, ladies working at, like, a clothing store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would, like, start to figure out that I'm American, right? Yeah. But, you know, we're, like, speaking in Korean. They're, they always ask things like, oh, like, do you like hamburgers better or, like, Korean food? <laughs> <laughs> or like oh, and then like oh do you do you like like american men or korean men yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. always asking like those kinds of questions actually it was not do you like hamburgers better it was like oh do you like eat hamburgers all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's <laughs> oh so interesting oh, yeah funny. what are other things that like come up when it comes to like your memories in korea I mean, I feel like I literally have two, right? And it's very distinctive because it's like I went 12, 13 years ago mm-hmm. um, and then I went a month ago. And so mm-hmm. those two experiences are so vastly different. I kind of oddly felt like more at home um, this past time I went. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I didn't have the clothing like situation because like it was freezing and so everyone was in a puffer coat and I'm in a puffer (laughs) coat so like there's no you know there's nothing there I mean there was there were like very interesting kind of jarring moments like when we first got there like the way that like the cab is like they're so aggressive and like kind of like intense Mm. and the word the intent like the word intense or like the intensity of things kept coming up for me um, and it was also, I think, because, like, Sean was experiencing it at the same time with me as well. And so it was, like, gaining a different perspective um, from Sean. But, yeah, it was, like, the intensity level of everything was, like, dialed up to, like, mm-hmm. past 100. So, like, the food you're eating, like, how hot things are, like, how how, like – really curated certain things can be and like how busy the subway is like everything is just like so intense Mm -hmm. and it was not that it was bad but it was just so different because like my first the first time going and then the you know the decade that had passed I always kind of in my brain Korea was like pretty small yeah and like you know, because we live in America, you know, and America <laughs> is huge and um, Korea is still small, you know, feels relatively small and like size wise it is, but Seoul is so massive. And we were, I think I I talked about this like a few episodes ago, but I was talking about how we looked it up and like, it's bigger than New York, 
which was like mind blowing to me. But yeah, it was like just very interesting. And I think, but generally, like I just loved being around like other Koreans and like, I don't know, I, it just felt really, and I don't know if this is like a false sense of safety, but like I just felt really mm. safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like this like unspoken like camaraderie. Um, and it was like just really nice to be mm-hmm. in and around. It just sounded like a pretty like sensory overloaded experience coming from like quiet, calm Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The, yeah. And then, <laughs> nice yeah. nature. And, and we were also in Taiwan the week before. And yeah. Taiwan oh. is so Taiwan feels very like much smaller, more neighborhoody, more rural, oh. more quiet. Like yeah. that is one thing that I've noticed a lot in Taiwan where like everything is so quiet. Not a lot of people are talking on the subway or on the way to this and that, like on the streets, like everyone's really quiet. Mm-hmm. And in Korea, it's just like obnoxious. loud and yeah, like super obnoxious. And like Korean ajoshis are like, you know, the drunk ajoshis at restaurants are like yelling and cussing at each other. And like, there's a bunch of people smoking outside and spitting and like, it's just like oh it's like a lot though i mean those aspects i think i'm not necessarily like proud of or like you know like love those aspects but you know kind of i guess comes with just there being a lot of people and yeah yeah a small space what you said and i don't know if this like maybe this goes into icha but like um you were mentioning how it felt in a way you felt safer because like you like everyone looks you know the same mm-hmm. you're in a homogenous country and that's interesting because it's almost like because you blend in right especially in the winter time when like you're all wearing puffer mm-hmm. coats but then mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because our experience growing up and like being raised in the states is like we always stood out um, because yes. we're Asian and we're different especially if like we were around more like white people or just a more diverse group of people um Mm -hmm. so that's just like an interesting observation it's like I wonder if it like there's that like positive like feeling around it because we finally blend in and like quote unquote belong physically yeah um (laughs) but then our because our whole like experience growing up has been like sticking out you know yeah. yeah. And it's it's also because like there's there's I think another layer there where when you're when you're growing up in America, it's a very individualistic mm. culture, right? Like you we stand out because we're Asian, but also like you're supposed to stand out, right? Like you're supposed to have this freedom of expression and be, you know, your own person and do all this stuff. And then so there's like that layer as well. But then in Korea, they don't really celebrate individualism. Like, that's not really a thing. You actually, you know, you need to be cohesive with your neighbors and your partners and your whatever, you know. So, yeah, Mm. I mean, that's super interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think we have definitely dived into. Yeah, we've. (laughs) We have arrived. Yes. (laughs) I think, like, when I went to Korea the last time, it was last, last November. So it's been, like, a little Mm. over a year. And that had been like the first time I went since like before college. So it's been like almost 10 years. And I remember like walking around and like looking around at everyone. It's like, are we related? (laughs) Are you my family? (laughs) 
I don't know, like, if I have family in Korea, I only know, like, the people mm. who live in the United States, but it's, like, I wonder how we're related or, like, it seems like our ancestors, like, had brushed shoulders and I, like, ask, I, like, imagine, you know, like, back in the day and, like, the Chozon era, like, how our, like, <laughs> ancestors, like, re- like, hung out or something. So that's, like, one funny, like, imagination that I have when I, like, see Korean people in Korea. And then, like, the second thing is, like, what I've lived in like different countries. I like lived like abroad and I always try to understand like how their way of living in this country is different from the way that I grew up or like the like cultural norms, like the things that are like faux pas or things that you shouldn't do or say, or the things that you should do that's like appropriate. Trying to learn those like mannerisms and behaviors and ways of like carrying yourself um, is something that like I started to study because I feel like I am still a student to like Korean culture, even though I am like of Korean descent. But it's so wildly different from the way that I like what my outlook in life is and the way that I've been raised. So I think like when I go to Korea, like when I went, there was a lot of like asking questions of trying to like frame what is like socially like true amongst like my peers and what they believe is possible and what they think is crazy. And um, I'm just like so fascinated by all of it. So mm. that's like one one interesting thing that I like picked up in my last trip is how different things are, but then mm. also like ways that it's like similar to like the Korean American experience too. What do you think is um, like the most unique thing about like being Korean American because it's you know we are American and like when I'm traveling abroad I always say I'm American I'm from LA California um and then like you know I might share oh yeah but like I'm Korean blah blah but it's like always like I'm American but I do think it's just there's a distinct Korean American culture this like blended thing so yeah what do you think are some of the unique aspects of that identity one thing that like pops up in my head is in Korea, what I've observed is that there are these like hierarchies, like social hierarchies. It's not like a caste system, but like there is like, there's like this like leveling of people and like what's possible. So when you go into like the schooling system, like you have, you're like ranked one to like whatever, a million, I don't know. And (laughs) whatever you do, your job is what you, how you rank determines like your success in life um and like the schools that you go to and everything seems a little bit more like there are these like layers of class but then in as like someone who grew up in the United States as a Korean American sometimes like that system there's like more ways around the system or ways to dream to achieve something to like hack the system maybe you can go the traditional like academic path and get a like stable career in that way but there seems to be more possibilities or like at least more optimism around what the possibilities are that's one thing that I noticed but I might be generalizing it's one observation that I had I don't know do you guys what do you guys think of that yeah no I I agree I see what you're saying and I think my observation is like very similar to that. I think it's like what it's just like a higher level. I think you you have a what you're saying is more detailed, but I feel like Korean Americans are really 
adaptable. They're very like open to change. And I think that's because you have this American culture of like being your own person and doing things the way that you want to do it. Um, And like things like hacking the system and, you know, being whatever level you are doesn't really matter necessarily. Um, if we're talking generally. And then in Korea, where those things are really important and like respect and levels are really important. So you you kind of understand that part as well. And so I feel like Korean Americans have kind of both of that. Um, and so they're like, they can kind of adapt and change and are good at kind of being who they need to be where where they are. So I think that's maybe an observation that I have with distinctly being Korean American. One thing like that's been interesting for me as I've been, um, you know, I'm married and like have a set of in-laws, right? And so just seeing the differences in our upbringings between like my upbringing Mm. and Dane's, because even though we're both Korean American, like born and raised in the US and like have Korean parents, like my dad immigrated at a really young age. So he's very Americanized. My mom is like a little more Korean. We lived with my grandpa as well. So there's like more tradition there. Um, But then Dane's parents like both immigrated together and like don't speak English. And it's just like a very different world where I never had to uh, play the role of like my parents' translator. And I know that's a very common experience Mm -hmm. for a lot of um, children of immigrants. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like I... I almost like recently in the past like five years have begun to realize like I'm not as Korean as I thought, but I always thought I was really Mm -hmm. Korean because like I ate Korean food every single day for dinner that my mom would make that, you know, my grandpa would want um, and we would do, we'd wear hanbok on New Year's and all that stuff. Uh, But then I like, like had this weird, almost identity crisis of like, am I like not as Korean as I thought. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've um, been thinking about with my like Korean American identity. Like this last time I was in Korea, it felt very much like a melting pot. Mm. Like, cause I don't, you don't really think of like, when I think of a melting pot, you think of America, right? And there's like so many different people on different walks of life and they're all here. And you know, we talk about like the American dream and this and that. And like, so we, we think of the uh, melting pot and like we, and especially from, you know, being from LA, like it's very much more diverse. So like, I've always thought um, LA or California or uh, the U S was more of a melting pot. But when I went to Korea this time, like I saw so many different people of different colors, different race, different everything. And it felt very much like a global destination, a global place. Like more and more, it just like, and when I say more and more, I mean like more and more throughout the trip, like it just felt right um, to like be there. And like it, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't feel so much like, oh man, like I don't know what what it's going to be like in Korea. Like, am I going to be able to fit in or like, am I going to stick out or whatever? Like it just kind of worked really nicely um, and kind of melded really nicely. So I think like, because it's only been a month, I am still like definitely processing um, some of the things that I was feeling and like what it then means and how it translates 
you know, to like my identity as like a Korean American and things like that. But yeah, I feel like I'm literally just like <laughs> processing, processing now, it right now, because <laughs> this is therapy. It's true. <laughs> as a Korean American, I think about like my own existence, but at the same time, it's like in the frame or like context of like timelines of like how I got to become a Korean American and like learning of the the reasons why I am Korean American and. Like, there's all these, like, historical events that happened before, right? We were born, like, there was, like, the Japanese occupation, then there was Korean War, there was, um, like, the divide between, like, the Korean Peninsula, North and South, and all of, like, the ways that my family has traveled to, like, find, seek opportunities and have to, like, um, immigrate to the United States, and, like, that being the reason why these experiences are so different I think like we're in this, like, I, at least in my generation, think about how we're at this like pivotal point, I think, right? Between having that Korean experience because our parents immigrated here, but then having grown up here. And then like when we have children in the United States, their parents like had grown up in the United States and had the American experience. So I think about like what gets lost after like culturally in terms of like cultural identity. These are like things that I think about a lot now in my 30s of like what will get lost, what like me processing my Korean American identity and feeling like a lot has been lost culturally, um, but also gained as like an American. I just like hope that I can hold on to and bottle all of the like wonderful things about Korean culture down to like my children and like one interesting thing is that after I had my first Korean boyfriend I like swore off Korean men I was like <laughs> I'm not gonna date like a Korean guy because like there's so much like toxic masculinity there and there's a lot of like bottled up trauma from like their dads and all the things that they had to endure of like having to grow up in like wartime or like during famine periods or whatever right so that gets like passed down through generations and then now I feel more aligned to wanting to marry a Korean person for some reason I'm open like you know my hands are <laughs> but I always think about like how nice it would be to at least instill more of like the Korean identity back into my child um, so that they feel a sense of like belonging um, when they do go to Korea versus when their mom went to Korea. It was like kind of like an alienating experience. Something I do worry about sometimes is that that my children, future children, potential children, whatever, uh, like won't speak Korean very well <laughs> because mm. like I'm not the best. And I had I went to Korean school and then I had my mom who's fluent, you know, in Korean to help me as well. And I lived with my grandpa and like all that. So yeah, so I just feel like it's gonna get lost like down the line. Um, which is kind of sad to think about. At the same time, it's like there's this new kind of as we were talking about, there's this Korean American culture that's been, you know, forming over the last few generations. So there could be something new and even cooler that happens uh with that identity. But that is something I I think about with the future. Yeah. I mean, they'll have Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also like, but, like there's there's and like Korea is just like so so globally known now like compared to when we were in elementary school and it's like are you Chinese or Japanese it's like I'm Korean like what's Korean and like you yeah. know 
to now like bts like all that stuff like everybody knows korea so maybe you know maybe it'll be like they'll be even more surrounded by korean culture yeah yeah that's true when i think about like my sister's kids like they are in part raised by their grandparents and so while your parents are like present in your children's lives i'm sure that they'll get like the essence of like the korean language Mm -hmm. and also there's a lot of like korean uh language taught in like american schools now you know how like spanish was taught in like southern california Mm -hmm. now it's like there's korean classes it was like one high school in the valley that taught (laughs) korean but now it's like taught in elementary schools which is kind of cool one other thing that i wanted to talk about was like because the like advent of like korean culture being more widespread through like media through music and like movies and all that i am so like happy to see like korean men being like desired sex symbols (laughs) sex symbols and um that was like not something that was like so true you know prevalent in like the ways that we grew up but like when I see my sister's kids they're like so proud to be Korean they're like so proud to take like Korean food to school like Kim is sold at Trader Joe's like what you know so actually I'm like really that's making me emotional why I don't know because I was like like when I was in elementary school like Mm -hmm. I was so like ashamed or like embarrassed Mm -hmm. like to be Mm -hmm. Korean um like I didn't even want to call my mom umma like you know after school like if like I'm calling you know they're like you're calling like (laughs) mom like blah blah like I was embarrassed to say umma because it's like different so then it's like to hear that your sister's kids are like so happy to be Korean and take Korean food to school when yeah. we would like take mandu to school and be like really embarrassed because it smells. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, can you put that kimchi pokemon away? Like yeah. it's so yeah. That's so sweet. Progress. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Wait, so that sweet. reminds me of um there was this TikTok and it's this white lady. <laughs> I knew I was, was wondering like, when TikTok when was TikTok come, would come up. up so. Yeah, like there's gotta be a TikTok <laughs> reference in every episode. So Christine's yeah. probably seen it because she's on TikTok with me. Um, but it's this white lady and she's like, "Yeah, this is our second time coming to this Ding Feng Chung place, right?" And she's talking oh. about Din Tai Feng. And then her mm-hmm. son, her teenage son. Luckily, she's, like, still recording this, and she included and uploaded it. But the teenage son is, like, you literally got every single word wrong. It's Din Tai Fung. Like, he, like, corrected her. And then there were, like, comments where it was, like, yeah, Yeah. there were comments where, like, I have hope, like, for the future generations, like, that they're just more accepting and, like, they are more inclusive and, like, want to take the time to pronounce three very simple words correctly at that. Um, So that just reminded me of that TikTok. As much as we can like bag on social media and like all of the bad stuff that comes out of that, it is so cool to see people embracing like just things that we grew up being really embarrassed about. It's so cool. And then like another point is like when I went to Korea this last time, there was so much inspiration And I think there was a lot of – for me specifically, there was so much – and for Sean as well. But, like, for us, there was so much inspiration around food. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love how – because, like, I think – I mean, all of us have, 
you know, food is like a really big part of like our lives, <laughs> all three of us. Um, oh, and obviously, yeah. Uh, I mean, most pe- a lot of people can appreciate food, but like, I feel like us three just have like a very, you know, food is like a big part of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I almost got, like, I got a glimpse of maybe why and where that came from. Cause Koreans and their food, man, it's just like, <laughs> the best they're they're so like intentional and there's so many different practices and it's just like so much fun to see all of that in action there and then like bring back bring home some of these like inspirations so like one of them was like sean is like super into makoli Mm -hmm. which is makoli is like a fermented drink where um you basically take three things which is water rice and nuruk which is like a germinated like wheat product that has like different bacteria and fungus in it i think it's also fungus Uh, uh, and then you ferment it and it turns into like an alcoholic beverage that's like really like fun and funky and cloudy and we took a class there and then now like we've already brewed like a bunch of different types of makoli at home and like that's something that I think like I want to like pass on like the love for food and the culture around food and the making things yourself like the fermenting like things like that I think I definitely want to like instill and like pass on and like figure out how to do that because I just said a few episodes ago that I'm not having kids but like we'll figure (laughs) that out to the neighborhood children. <laughs> yeah, to the neighborhood. <laughs> Teach the kids yes. how to make <laughs> But yeah, that's definitely something that I'm like really – it was like a proud moment and it was like a very like cool thing um, yeah. to experience. Just like going to this country and like people just taking care of the things that they eat and like – have there being such a strong culture around food is like really really cool i love that like sean is also like interested in like oh my god he was all of it obsessed for context sean is taiwanese (laughs) oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. sean is taiwanese and that was really that was really sweet too to like be in taiwan and like see him and you know Mm. that was his motherland but then moving over to korea i i also feel like he like oddly it felt like there was like a even deeper understanding of like me through Mm. being in Korea because I think he just like really got he like finally understood why I need to have like a boiling hot like soup in front of me and then after I eat the soup I had to have like noodles cooked in it and then after the noodles like I had to make like fried rice like this is like you know it's like a very common thing in Korea you gotta do it there's a label for that. It's called tabaminjok. It means like people of like hot soup. Like oh. people of hot soup. I love that. We are hot soup <laughs> oh people. Oh my god. Hot yeah. soup people, man. Merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's have a let's have like a shirt or like a toad or whatever with what is it? What is it again, Christine? Tabaminjok. And then we're gonna it's like three three girls like in a bowl of hot soup. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's oh so fun. I got oh chills though, just like hearing you talk about the way that like Sean is coming to understand you by have like visiting Korea and yeah, the mm. like culture still runs very deep through you. You know, like even though you grew up here. It's in my veins. Hot soup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to do a trip to Korea, us three, at some point. That would be so so much fun. So much fun. Any final thoughts about um, being Korean American? Maybe like, what's the thing you're most proud of? Someone told me that Koreans have had historically this like more prevalent than not this like feeling of han which is like this like deep korean sorrow right and i think that like now that the historical events like the progress that korean has korea has made um like economically and socially and like we're at this like world stage and like koreans across the world can also benefit from that there's more of this like feeling of hung which is like joy Um, Korean joy that's spreading and I think that like I feel that when I connect to other Koreans and it's instead of that deep sorrow of like connecting on trauma and everything that happened to Korea like being torn apart there's still that like resilience to pursue joy and um, preserve Korean culture and like hold on to it and be so so like prideful of being Korean no matter like where you grew up so I think like in that sense I like the optimism that's still being carried through generations to like want to make the most like create the most beauty out of being Korean um is something that I feel like mm. very proud of. Aww. <laughs> Aww, I love it. <laughs> this is like not as deep, but like I love when people just taste Korean food and they're just like, oh, like it's so good. <laughs> like, yeah. like especially non, yeah, especially non-Koreans. But yeah, like we, in our household, we watch a lot of Korean Englishmen, um, which is like a oh, YouTube channel. So good. He's so yeah, good. he's yeah. this British guy who just like really, he is the embodiment of like cultural appreciation. Like he just like fully embraces and loves Korean culture. And then he like shares with other people. Um, Dane is the one who introduced me to his channel. And it's because like, yeah. The way he describes it is like, you know, he's introducing especially a lot of British people to Korean culture. And it's like in a way where they learn about it, like the authenticity behind all the different types of food. And it's like from someone that they're familiar with. So it just like makes it Mm -hmm. easier for them to like relate and understand. And then like the byproduct is like he's spreading the like Korean culture and love of Korean food. Um, to people who otherwise would never be exposed to it so yeah that makes me very proud (laughs) yeah oh my gosh we need to like link his channel or something down below because yeah it's so it's so much fun they create such a fun atmosphere Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like mine is kind of related as well like it's just really cool to see Koreans everywhere like in every industry and in every part of like like pop culture or current event or whatever like we're just seeing a lot of 
bomb ass, like talented Koreans, again, like in sports and music and food and in all aspects. And it's just really nice to see them get uplifted as well. Yeah. It's always just like a proud moment seeing like another Dave Chang, you know, Netflix uh, series yeah. where he, he talks through like food and like, it's just really cool. And like seeing obviously like the World Cup was really awesome and Sonny, our boy, yeah. is like, and then Christine's like, it. "Are you? Are you my? Are you my relative?" <laughs> Christine, <laughs> I know. are we related? <laughs> That's my cousin, my cousin on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just yeah. proud, proud of our peoples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, well, uh, cheers to um, a future Samcha trip to Korea. So we can yeah, just, you know, cheers. just revel in all the Korean culture that we, mm-hmm. we love. <laughs> to the motherland. To the motherland. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for listening. Whoever's out there. <laughs> Whoever's out there. Stay tuned. Stay connected on all of our channels. We have all the channels at Samcha Podcast. You can email us, you can DM us, you can call us, you can watch our YouTube, you can listen to this episode again, you can... Yeah. I think that's it. All the things. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.